Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And welcome, rugby fans. It is a special episode. Well, I say every episode is a special episode. But this in particular episode of the Run, Pass, or Kick, The Lost Tapes. So for those of you that think that the big guy's invincible, he's not. We actually previously recorded this interview, and like an idiot, I lost it. I literally, I don't know what happened, brain farted. I must have deleted it by accident, cleaning out my computer. So here we are again. It's the big guy, Scott Ferrara, and Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt, and we're doing a run, pass, or kick brought to you by our friends at therugbyshop.com. Therugbyshop.com has, right now, has 2020 MLR merch. For ridiculously low prices, you can pre-order the 2021 MLR kits that just came out on Kitness a couple weeks ago. It's almost spring season. What does that mean? That means your club teams need boots. They need kits. They need shorts. They need socks. I think they can even do custom mouth guards. Go to the rugbyshop.com, put in your order. The bigger the order, the bigger the discount. And also, they now have the special edition murdered out rugby ranch shirts, specifically the hammer shirt. Go check out you hammerheads. The hammer shirt, which is a nice. Uh, what does it say? You explain it. Explain. Explain it, Rob. It said. Uh, it says uh, everybody loves a warm ruck, and then, <laughs> which you know us forwards, we love a good ruck, yeah. uh, especially when it's nice and hot. Um, but on the back, uh, it has rake marks, and there's kind of a funny story because they actually I sent the guys at the rugby a picture of me in my playing days. I, I have no shirt on a pair of jeans and I have my, uh, like my oldest son was about eight or nine months old and he's looking over my shoulder with his big grin on his face. And I've got these rake marks across my back, uh, after a Sunday after uh, Saturday afternoon match. So it was, uh, kind of, uh, um, it brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> Absolutely. So get, get that special edition murdered out rugby rank gear, specifically yeah. the hammer shirt at the rugby shop.com for all your rugby needs. So this guy needs to be introduced a second time. Oh. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. This guy needs to be introduced a third time because Rob just interrupted the second time <laughs> because again, the big guy lost it. Um, <laughs> we have Rob Aramiscu from Rooney rugby United, New York, um, Rob played on the truncated 2020 uh, season last year. Um, he's a Penn State alum playing for the Nittany Lions. Uh, they won back-to-back um, Rugby East titles. Xavier High School alum. Um, some would say a Xavier High School uh, football legend playing running back. Um, others would say he was a bench warmer. I guess it's for you to decide. Um, <laughs> collegiate All-American, Collegiate All-Stars, uh, and you beat Canada University All-Stars the year you were on that team. Rob, welcome to the Rugby Rant. Hey, thanks, Scott. Thanks, Rob. Pleasure to have me. Pleasure to have you guys over here, too. It's good to see you again, my brother. It's been only, we always have a good time when we get to, get to sit down and talk to you, Rob. And yeah. I love your first name, by the way, just saying. Yeah, it's a pretty good name, not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. They're ganging up on me because I, yeah. No. Anyway, so <laughs> remind me to tell you something when this is done. <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to throw it over to the hammer. Hammer, uh, sh- tell everybody how the run, pass, or kick works. 
All right, for those uninitiated, the run passer kick interview is unique in style, but it fits with the rugby theme, right? So, Rob, you're going to have an opportunity with each question. We're going to prompt you run passer kick. And quite simply, you have a choice. Just let us know what you're going to choose to do. Uh, if you choose to run, that just simply means you're going to ask, uh, answer the question straight away. Uh, if you choose to pass the question, it means it's a toughie. You don't want to necessarily answer. You don't want to get yourself in trouble. So you're going to go ahead and pass on it. But you can have a little fun with us, too, and you can actually kick a question to us. And basically, if you kick it, um, you can kick it back to uh, the person of your choice. Just tell us who you're kicking it to. Or if you don't identify somebody, uh, the person who asked the question is going to actually play the question. And all that means is we're going to answer in a way that we think you would answer. And you can give us a grade. You can tell us that we're, we're shite, uh, or you can tell us that we're spot on. It's totally up to you and elaborate in any way you want. You ready for the run, pass, or kick interview? I love it. Let's get after it. All right. Well, as uh, the big guy mentioned, uh, you attended Penn State, had an illustrious and wonderful career there playing rugby, and you played with uh, another uh, Penn Stater there and a fellow Chicagoan, close to my heart, ding, and an Ola guy, that's a double ding, um, Malcolm May. And what we understand, Malcolm May uh, used to bring out a romper on occasion. So run, pass, or kick, did you ever sp sport the romper? at a rugby party. Yeah. So I'll, I'll run with this one. So the male version, or if you will, is uh, called the Rom Fim. Uh, <laughs> so, so Malcolm bought one. Uh, it was in style when Cam Newton wore it first. Uh, okay. He wore it a few times and uh, I was like, damn, I got to get my hands on that. Let me borrow that. So um, yeah, I ended up wearing it one party. Uh, it was all pink. It was a nice. hit. Everyone loved it. Uh, he stretched it out a little bit, so it was a little loose on me. But, uh, I mean, the upper body wasn't too loose, but the lower the, – the legs were just, oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, we wore it. It was a hit. Love it. I would wear it again if I could. <laughs> I just have to ask. I mean, uh, when you say it was a hit, uh, did it did it work? Did, did it get you <laughs> – <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. It was, it was a few years back, but uh, I know people were raving about it. I mean, good and bad. Like, you know, like I said earlier with the running back thing, uh, depends who you ask. <laughs> gotcha. okay. Definitely. It's funny. You mentioned Cam Newton because Deion Sanders was talking about him, said if he's ever a backup quarterback, he has to learn how to dress regular. Because if you're a backup quarterback, you can't be dressing like that. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Um, so we're going on to question number two. You're a New York guy like me, um, you know, playing for Rooney. You're a rooster. Um, I'm coming in the city. I'm taking the Metro North run pass or kick. What's my can't miss eatery in the five boroughs? Yeah. So, um, that's, that's an interesting question. I'm going to run with this and, uh, you know, it might be a disappointing answer, but it's my true answer. There's a lot of good places there. There's a ton of fancy places you can go to, get a good steak, get a good slice, get whatever you want. Absolutely. You look it up, you find a bunch of five-star places that are, you know, renowned like around the world. That being said, nothing hits diff nothing hits better than a nice bodega deli, you know, on the corner store. I go over there, I get my chopped cheese, you know, I get my chicken cutlet roasted peppers, I get my bacon, egg, and cheese, salt, pepper, ketchup with an Arizona. Um, that, that's going to be my answer. That's going to be my answer right there. I'm going to hit the bodega. I'm going to hang out with the bodega cat because each deli has a cat in it. <laughs> yes. And, uh, I'm going to get a great meal that is going to keep me full for hours for a grand total of six ninety nine. 
I, I, I literally, you, you, that was so New York. If you said dead ass and brick, <laughs> I mean, that's all you need to say. Now here's, okay. So here's a follow up. The big guy is going to cry guess. right now. I see right now a tear is running down. He's like getting sentimental on us. I can't us. believe it. I can't believe it. Let me, let me guess. You, sh- you show up in the bodega, you're wearing, you're wearing a hoodie, sweatpants, <laughs> Timberlands, and a Yankee fitted. Is that, is that it? Yeah, hundred percent. You you already know. You got you, you got to have it fitted. It has to it has to be a little bent, perfectly bent, so it's not completely flat. Uh, the Tims they're untied. Uh, mm-hmm. Some sort of jeans and you know like a neutral color sweatshirt. That's a hundred percent spot on. <laughs> Rob, you don't understand. It's like stepping. It's I feel like I'm in New York City right now, just talking about it. Yeah, um, let's and, go. And you in Chicago? You people in Chicago have no idea, but. The bacon, egg, and cheese, salt, pepper, ketchup with the large Arizona iced tea, diabetes in a can. Yeah. One of the greatest breakfast. Yeah, 99 Rob, cents, one of the greatest breakfast. Man, you rolled through that menu like I never heard anybody roll through a menu before. Like you said that, I went, this dude has done that about 200 times. He's yeah. called up his order right there and called it out without even looking. Yeah, 100%. One of, one of the most underrated sandwiches. Uh, it's a very like Italian sandwich. It's a chicken color, roasted pepper, and mozzarella. That's like my go-to, like on a roll. That's like my absolute go-to. But uh, obviously, you know, the chopped Primo. cheese and the bacon, egg, and cheese, salt, pepper, ketchup. That's uh, Those are the favorites. <laughs> hey, so it sounds to me like the 2022 kit should have the five stripes, should be all <laughs> like bodegas and great, like uh, New York original places Deli. to eat named on there, right? <laughs> I love it. That's a great idea. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna see who I can talk to about that. <laughs> the alternative kit. Make it the alternative kit. That's great. I love that. Let's do it. <laughs> and and I want credit by the way that I came up with that shit. So yeah, I'll say Rob came up money. with it. That's Keep right. It real vague. This Rob, the hammer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get him confused. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We've been talking a little bit about Penn State, so I'm gonna direct my question in that way and get a little bit more serious. Penn State men's and women's rugby programs have rapidly become some of the top collegiate programs in the country in D1A. Run, pass, or kick. What is going on at Penn State that has allowed these programs to flourish? Yeah, I'm going to run with that. Um, it's a real simple answer, um, and it goes for the men's team and and the women's team. Um, the The rugby team's really just like a family, like all 45 players, and obviously after injuries it gets lower than that. Every single player on that team, you know, our brothers or, you know, in the women's team's case, uh, our sisters. So everyone has each other's back there. You know, it's different when you're going to ruck for someone you don't really care about that much. And it's different when, you know, your best friend, you know, is getting mauled out there and you want to go and help him out. So that that is like an extra factor, like when we're playing. And like that helps us have each other's back, especially if, you know, something's getting out of hand or something like that. You know, we really trust each other more than other teams do for sure. So it's probably better that Malcolm May was on your side rather than on the other side, huh? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, (laughs) I, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't get, want to get caught on the wrong side of a slightly late hit after you pass the ball uh, from Malcolm May. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, i'll send a message this way see if he can give you a little love this season sometime if you cross paths yeah absolutely <laughs> let him know <laughs> listen rob rob's gonna clear him out real sideways and, and really mess him up he's gonna, i can see rob going after him it's a statement it's a statement yeah when um, you have your boy you got to go a little harder uh when you see them on the field you know just so you can have the <laughs> i told you so yeah 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so on, on that transition, um, you know, from, from collegiate all-star to MLL, MLR star, um, coming from the collegiate program, what is your perspective run pass or kick on the draft versus free agency versus the Academy system? What do you think works best run pass or kick for the MLR going forward? Yeah, so I'm going to run with this one. I think the draft is 100% a great move. I think it's here to stay. You look at American sports, and, you know, that's what we're trying to do. We're we're trying to take rugby and see how we can apply this to American viewers to see how we can get people to like the sport. The draft is the number one thing you do. I mean, every single sport, everyone tunes in. In, into the draft and they and they want to watch it you look at the nfl draft there's like millions of viewers for that first pick so when you do a draft uh every single person in that rugby community is tuning in i mean i know for a fact all of my friends we tuned in because our younger friends were in the draft you know so seeing seeing those like you know post pick interviews seeing the excitement of these guys you know with their families at home like it's just incredible and i, I think you know that's here to stay um I think, I think, you know, rugby is an incredible sport and like this little American like twist to it is something that will get the viewers to really love it. And, you know, as a player in the community, I love it even more just to see all of my boys flourishing, uh, regardless of where they go to. I will Absolutely. say, I mean, yeah, on that note, right? I, we, we did a live draft show and I, I Scott and I, and I, I think we speak for Ty as well. We enjoyed the heck out of it. We had a lot of fun with it. It was fun to get to know the players. And what was great is now we had, you know, these new guys coming to the league that we were able to kind of, we've already identified. Now we can pay attention to see where they're at in their progression in their career. And it's been a great opportunity um, for us. And I look forward to seeing those guys on Saturdays and Sundays. And what was really cool is like, you know, a ton of people put out projected picks. You know, it's you look at the picks and, they they were totally different than the projection. Yeah, that was right. the coolest part about it. Like you have mm-hmm. guys coming out of nowhere, and you're like, "Wow, like this guy, like let's go, like this guy's gonna make a difference." That's actually a good player, you know. So that was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Hey, did did you? And, by the way, speaking of which, did you play with Leon Patel Champion? Yeah, I did. I did. Absolutely. Yeah, he was one of those guys we identified pretty early. Yeah, I think it was him, Tommy Capriati, and yeah. uh, Joey Freeman entered in the into the mm-hmm. draft that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good lot for sure. Yeah, great. And and it was good to see the teams. Um, you know, we had the Dallas Jack, the newly formed Dallas Jackals fan club had a draft party at their local bar. Nola had a big part draft party, which Benji was trying to give us ac- access to. And to his credit, he tried his best and we just couldn't make the audio work. Um, but it was nice to see that. So and, and I'm gonna come up with the next question because it kind of again rolls into that that transitional period between collegiate and, and pro rugby. Um, run pass or kick. What was the most difficult part of the transition from D1 rugby into the MLR? Yeah, I'm going to run with that. Um, I wouldn't say it was like something I necessarily struggled with, but you look at you look at defense in, in college, especially, you know, in Rugby East or something like that. It's very non-existent. Like these these teams are really just focusing on getting the ball wide, running with it, making some flashy breaks and things like that, and then offloading. They're not really focusing on defense. A lot of these teams are really just like taken off when it comes, you know, to, you know, the defensive side of the ball. Fast forward, you know, you're looking at, you know, you're looking at, you know, Nyack and Old Blue or and then even the next step after that, you're looking at, at Rooney or the MLR. 
these guys are trying to kill each other on defense. Like defense is where a ton of these players are going to make a name for themselves because er- everyone can run with the ball at this level. It's really just like who can make that big hit and dominant tackles, especially, you know, I was talking to my coaches, you know, last year, and that's like one of the most important metrics because you send a guy one yard behind the game line, every single one of them, they have to move backwards. And all of a sudden they're not in a good position. You're on the front foot. You can blitz. Um, So, you know, defensively uh, it was a huge difference. Had to get adjusted to it. Um, But now that we're adjusted, it's really exciting to know that to your right and to your left, you know, you have someone who's blitzing up as hard as they can, and they're going to lay a huge shot on the person. So that's cool. Right. And you begin to trust that when you know that the guy next to you is going to play as hard as defense as you are, you begin to trust the defensive line, and it makes the defense as a whole cohesive, gelled, and and more of a um, a um, unit that's, that's much more effective. Yeah, when you know the guy to your right and to your left are going to absolutely lay this guy out, that makes your job so much easier. You don't have to worry about anything except for just going straight. And that was 100% on the case on Rooney. You know, every single person on that roster, you know they're about to make a huge hit. And, uh, you know, that's what we're going to try and do better as a team as well in uh, 2021, just make some dominant tackles. I mean, well, the short amount of time – Yeah, no, it does. In the short amount of time we Boston was on that roster, one of the things he did do and everybody talks about, oh, whatever, he was out of shape – the dude laid hits and and not only laid hits, but took them down on a singular tackle. And that freed somebody else up to jackal the ball or yep. just to join the ruck. Or if 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 they did get an offload, that second guy could come in and make the tackle on the offload instead of trying to bring the the, the ball carrier down. And I think that was the one of the difference in, in Rooney's tackling was the focus on not necessarily the biggest hit, but the the best tackling position for a one-on-one tackle to be made. Yeah, I actually foolishly um, took the ball in practice once and I I took like an outside step so I can like fake like I'm looking outside and then stepped right back in. Surely enough, on the inside, I went right in between Basta and Rocky, uh, probably the two two biggest guys on the field, and uh, I got absolutely demolished. Um, So just to give you a little little taste of what that's like. A life lesson. I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and two guys who don't care who they hit like they're if if it's practice and you're uh, opposing them they will hit you just as hard it doesn't matter if you're on the same team i mean they're bigger than everyone well, else so it doesn't matter who they hit because yeah. they're gonna hurt them <laughs> absolutely cool. so before before we get into the, the quick tap segment um again i just want to talk about one of our sponsors manscaped um you've heard me talk about them before um, you know, I've been grooming down there for quite a while, you know, back in my college days. Um, it was tough. You know, you had the, the, the Gillette razors, the Bic razors, you get razor burn, you, you get cuts, you get nicks, you go out there on the rugby pitch and now you're all, you're just all jacked up. And, you know, nowadays the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 helps you out. There's no nicks, there's no cuts. Um, you get everything. Thing you need out of the uh, uh, lawnmower 3.0 for Manscaped. It's now available in the UK, New Zealand, and Australia. Um, it's 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 a great product. I can't harp on it enough. You guys hear me week in and week out talk about it. You know, I like to keep it nice down there, um, high and tight. Rob kind of got almost the if you picture Rob Rob's head and his haircut, that that's what I got down there. It's nice and tight. <laughs> um, nice. You know, so keep your balls happy. 
Go to <laughs> manscaped.com. Use the promo code RUGBYRANT to get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping. Again, go to manscaped.com. Use the code RUGBYRANT. That's 20% off your entire order. Free shipping. Your balls will thank you. And your pink your pink rugby romper will also thank you for not being bloody down there. So got to go. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So we're going to head to our quick tap uh, segment here. And simply we're going to offer you two choices. Tell us which choice you're going to go with. And if you, you know, we don't mind if you elaborate every once in a while, it's always appreciated. So we're going to start off with the first one. And, and this uh, speaks to the big guys, uh, heart near and dear food indulgence, pizza or ice cream. Yeah. Pizza, super easy. I mean, I love ice cream, but eventually I kind of get sick of it. It gets a little rich, gets a little sweet. Um, pizza, I can eat like a whole entire pie of it. So I can eat pizza every day for the rest of my life. So that's my answer. <laughs> now, do you fold the pizza? Like, do you fold the yeah, slice? Yeah, you got to then... get the perfect, okay. you know, the perfect. I got to interrupt. My first trip to Chicago. At <laughs> deep, dish. deep dish. I picked it up and folded it, and the lady looked at me like, "Did this just? Did that just happen?" And yeah. I ate the deep dish folded. I was like, "Yeah," because I'm a professional, and this is how we do it in New York. I don't, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't need a knife and fork. Jesus, sorry to interrupt. Well, I just had to. That's all right. We're civilized in Chicago, so we don't understand that hooliganry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, again, again, we're we're hitting New York because uh, that's your area of expertise, and I'm trying to make Scott cry. Uh, best New York holiday movie, Elf or Home Alone 2, Lost in New York? Yeah, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Great movie. You know, I really enjoyed it. But there's nothing more sentimental than Elf. Seeing his excitement absolutely matches my <laughs> excitement on Christmas Eve, on Christmas Day. There you go. Um, I'm a huge Elf fan. So, yeah, that's my choice. Hey, are you? I, I heard you're, you're, you're putting on your, your list for Santa. Uh, one of those uh, Rooney basketball uh, tanks, right? Yeah, is that, is that I, right? Uh, yeah, I put that on my Christmas list. Just sent it off to the North Pole uh, okay. over there on One Wall Street. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's on my Christmas list. I got to get one of those oh, basketball jerseys. Hook the man up. Hook yeah. the man up, guys. Come on, Rooney. Hook the <laughs> man up with one of those sweet basketball jerseys. That's right. And if Santa doesn't know, you can go to the rugbyshop.com. They have those available. Go to the rugbyshop.com to pick up the to pick, you know, take care of our, our boy Rob here. Love the rugby uh, shop, has some great stuff on there too. Just to yeah. you know, chime on that. Absolutely. I think he's wearing something from uh the, that's amongst the many selections there. There you go. So um, all right, here we go. Next question for uh the uh, quick tap. Uh better road trip, Las Vegas or San Diego? Yeah, so when I think of road trip, I think, you know, I'm going to spend probably a long time, do a lot of driving, do a lot of sightseeing, things like that. Vegas is one of the best times you'll ever have in your life. Um, unfortunately, it's very, like, short-lived. Like, you don't really want to be there for too long. You know, you might get into some trouble or you might, you know, spend too much money at the casino or you might just spend too much money because it's freaking expensive. On the other hand, I personally think San Diego is the most beautiful city. Um, in the u.s the palm trees the weather the beach you know they have there's freaking sea lions on the rocks like on the beach like there's absolutely no place more beautiful than san diego in my opinion at least when it comes to scenery i would take a road trip with a nice convertible drive down you know the boulevard at sunset uh that's that's my choice right there 
And and from what we remember from 2020, the turf in San Diego is much more forgiving uh, for uh, Rooney players than is uh, that in Vegas, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> in Vegas, I, I remember there was a kick. Um, there was a kick where the, it was like a really high up, up and under. So in all fairness, it was really high, but it, it bounced on the ground. After it bounced, the next bounce was 20 yards away. So it went back up with the same trajectory as a normal kick and bounced 20 yards away. Like it was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. The turf in, in, uh, in Vegas was so hard. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, San Diego was nice, beautiful grass, so perfectly trimmed. I would 100% choose that field 100 times out of 100 uh, over Vegas. Trimmed like Scott I, I got balls, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. yeah, I think they use Manscaped for the field. Exactly. They yeah. got little Manscaped trippers. But I got to interject on that play, too, because I just want to say the announcing, when Ben Foden let the first ball go and it went through the end, the announcers were like, oh, that's a that's a uh, expert play by a player who has a lot of experience. And then the next time it happened and it hit both of those, it hit the thing and then it hit the post and then th they scored on it. Uh, New England scored on it. They're like, oh, why was Ben Foden not picking up the ball there? And I'm like, the post can't is tell this me. big. Like the ball hit <laughs> – the ball hit something this big. Like I've never seen something like that. Maybe in video games, but uh, <laughs> the way the ball was bouncing, if you watch the previous kicks, like if I was the fullback and I'm nowhere near as good as Foden, I, I'd let that thing bounce too. It's going to go out the back. I get a scrum 22 meters away from, from the try zone. Yeah. Well, just, just so you know, here in Chicago in 2018, uh, a ball twice hit uh, uprights uh, for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> And uh, Cody double Parkey. doink. Yeah, it's known as the double doink from Cody Parkey. So oh. um, anyway, on to bigger and better things. All right. Another question. Better mate to have in your, have your back in a brawl, butcher or Honko? Yeah. So, you know, you think of these two guys, they're both massive dudes, very, very strong, both Eagles, like very, very similar physically. Um, Honko, very strong guy, and I don't know. He might be a little stronger than Butcher. I don't really know the metrics here, but I, I know, like, the mentality of Butcher. Like, if someone, you know, if someone, like, looks at you the wrong way or something like that, someone gets after you for no reason, I know he's just going to go crazy on that guy. So, 100%, I pick Butcher to back me there <laughs> just because the mentality. You know, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. So, there you go. <laughs> All right, so we're going to stick with Rooney teammates here. You're wingman for the night. So, you know, who are you going to hang with, right? Uh, is that going to be uh, Foden or JP? Yeah, JP's a beast. I mean, I, I was really good friends with him this past season. We listened to pretty similar music. You know, he likes house. I like house. It was great. He's very fun guy. I went out with them, all that. But, I mean, you know, Ben Foden, like, he, he's, he's a freaking celebrity, man. I got this guy by my side. You can't go wrong, so – uh I'm, I'm i'm i think i'm taking Foden here for sure all right i can hang <laughs> with that i got you it's 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 either you, you have the english supermodel or the spanish supermodel it depends on <laughs> what look yeah. at it with jp and Foden. yeah um that's that was a great set of questions Rob. <laughs> um so i got the next one um speaking about that vegas experience um, Rooney was out in Vegas for the first two weeks, um, and that was really to kind of mitigate the the weather issues that New York has in February. Um, run, pass, or kick—is that a good solution 
to a tough scheduling problem? Or is that one of those things like, what the hell were they thinking? Yeah. So I'm kind of somewhat choosing both answers here. Um, For opening weekend to be in a spot like Vegas, the aura that brings the excitement that brings of it being in Vegas is absolutely monumental. Everyone's like, wow, opening weekend in Vegas. I want to watch these games. The players are psyched up because, you know, we were staying in like the nicest hotel. The environment around us was insane. So I think for an opening weekend, that's a good move. And that will attract like a lot of people. You know, you can market in like new areas, cool areas, nice and tropical. And that really gets the ball rolling. That being said, you know, to be in Vegas for two weeks is kind of crazy. Just because like logistically, you know, you're staying in a hotel for two weeks. You got to find facilities, you know. You know, working out can be a little tough. You know, you're, you're just drinking water bottles the whole time. You're eating, like, protein bars. Like, I mean, it's just – it's a little tough to stay there for a whole nother week. Um, so I think if they just chose one week where they made a huge deal about it, attracted, you know, new fans and, you know, got the hype up going and then they left after the game or maybe a day after the game, um, I think that's the move going forward. I mean, and you see yeah. that, like – and nutrition is so important, obviously, in professional sports. And if you can't maybe meal prep the way you normally meal prep or set up your hydration the way you normally do it because you're basing it upon you know, New York weather. So now your hydration is off the charts because you know you're in Vegas and you know how that's going. The equipment you use, again, using Rooney as an example, Wagner College, you know this hack squat machine is going to do this certain thing, and now you're trying to do the same thing at a hotel gym, and it's just not working out. <laughs> so I could definitely see – no, I could, I could see how it almost throws you off your game. So, Yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, Rooney did an inc- and the MLR did an incredible job of like logistically helping us out. I'm I'm not saying there was, there was anything wrong. Like we yeah. couldn't have done anything better. Um, and you know the food was good. We were you know well hydrated. All of that was great. But it just seems like a logistical nightmare for for two weeks. You know. So I think if they packed it all in one week, had all the teams there, did a little bit of press, maybe like a night before dinner or something like that to get the ball rolling, like that'd be pretty cool. But uh, two weeks just too long. Logistical nightmare. Gotcha. All right. So we talked about butcher earlier. And from what we understand, uh, uh, the inside uh, Rooster Booster Intel says that that the Butch is known as a ball buster, like the king of all ball busters. So run, pass, or kick, what do you say to Butch when you want to bust his balls? Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one because, you know, yeah, he does have like inside – he kind of has like an inside joke with everyone, honestly. You know, like uh, Mike Sinclair came back from Jamaica – and like the first thing he said, he's like, hey, Mike, you're making me crazy. And it was just like hilarious. <laughs> so he has like inside jokes with that. So you probably, you know, stick with what you've been going with. Um, but I don't know. I, I would say like the most common like teasing that happens to Butcher is like when he's eating like a dessert or something. You know, like we're in Vegas and we all got like some sort of dessert like after the game or i forget when we all got like ice cream or something like that and everyone's stuffing their face in ice cream and then like butcher sit, sits down and like everyone's just like looking at him like oh you're gonna finish that big guy <laughs> and like he got <laughs> mad about it so I, I think that's probably you know how you're gonna bust his balls but uh he has inside jokes so you, you usually stick with those <laughs> it, it's yeah. great that the team camaraderie is is obviously a you know 
is is number one there. Um, this is a this is a question near and dear to my heart because you're a Xavier alum. I'm an Iona Prep guy. Um, you went you went to high school in Xavier. You went on to have a great career at Penn State. Um, run, pass, or kick. What made you want to play professional rugby? Yeah, I mean, kind of like whenever I approach something in life, I always think I'm like is this something I'm going to give a hundred percent into? Like, is this something I'm going to truly give my all into? Because if it's not, I, I usually don't like doing it. I don't like like, you know, you know, half-assing things like that. So when I first started playing rugby, I mean, my goal right from the get-go, I was like, all right, I'm, I want to be a USA Eagle because there was like no pro leagues at the time. Obviously pro rugby started, ended pretty quickly. So that was a short-lived dream. There was no New York team either. So that dream wasn't really too crazy. But, um, you know, once once I heard news that, like, Rooney was starting a team, uh, it was absolutely everything. It's all falling apart. I had to, yeah, a little notification there. My bad, my bad. <laughs> yeah, give me a second. You cut this out, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is staying in. <laughs> it's gonna make the it's gonna yeah, make the keep, best of Christmas show. That's what it's gonna make. Keep that in there. Yeah, you guys should do bloopers. That'd be pretty good. Um, but yeah, when I saw Rooney, you know, the inception of Rooney, I was like, oh my god, like this is all I can think of. This is all I want to do. I want to represent, you know, I want to represent my hometown in the sport that I love. Um, you know, growing up, you know, my dad always like instilled rugby in me because he played like back in Romania. So I always like knew about it. I always was like thinking about it. Uh, it was just like tough to access, like in grade school. Then when I went to Xavier, you know, I got hooked on it, and it, I never looked back after that. So yeah, once Rooney, once Rooney, the inception of Rooney came, that was my only goal. Like I was like, this is what I need to do, and I don't care about anything else. So right on. So uh, you know, you talked about you're a Rooney guy from New York, born and bred. Those are your roots. Uh, so we know that, you know, to, to save a, a few shillings, you know, you, you, you probably uh, live at home um, uh, while you're applying your trade in rugby. But um, one of the questions I have is uh, a few of the boys with the team um, lived at a place called the Murder House, right? Um, were you a run pass or kick? Were you a frequent flyer of the Murder House? Yeah, I could run with that. I actually wasn't. Uh, this is a very disappointing answer, but I wasn't really a freaking flyer at the murder house. You know, like you said, the season got truncated. So our first bunch of games were away games. So, you know, all of the weekend activities and things like that were in different states, you know, different yeah. sides of America. So we didn't really get a chance to like bond like that. I mean, I knew about it. I've like seen it before. Uh, I, I definitely don't know why it's called the murder house. <laughs> Um, that seems like some good intel to have. Maybe someone, you know, can provide some, you know, information on that. Maybe, you know, drop a comment below if you know what, why it's called the murder house, if you want. But, uh, no, I, unfortunately I wasn't a frequent flyer there. I, I, I have, I have the answer to that. So when they first, when they first started to move in there, um, it, it was one of those houses with almost like, uh, that Adams family vibe that like gothic-y. <laughs> type vibe and, and they were redoing the house the outs the exterior 
unbeknownst to somebody before they walked in, they were like, oh, this looks like a, a house you get murder in. So people started calling <laughs> it the murder house. And then when they walked in, everything was redone and brand new because they had finished, they had completed the renovation of the inside and they were working on the outside at the time. So that's that it's that the name murder house kind of stuck after that. Cause it looked like a house you would get murdered in. I love it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so speaking of location, um, this is a question I think that every MLR fan has, it goes around Reddit, Facebook, Twitter. I mean, this it, this came up today. Um, one of our friends, uh, uh, Sean, over at at um, at uh, the Legion, he he posted it on the MLR page, like, "Hey, MLR, give us some news." So, run, pass, or kick. Um, what is the next best location for an MLR team? Philly, Columbus, Ohio, or Chicago? Uh as much as I would like love for there to be like a Philly New York rivalry, that'd be pretty sweet. You know, I I feel like I actually would have a ton of friends on the team because I went to Penn State, so I'm sure they'd pick up a bunch of Penn State alums. Um, the answer, Rob's gonna love this. It, it's Chicago, and I already Ding. I I've already like you know heard heard a couple rumors here there things like that. Um, so I know there's like support for it and like, that's really the biggest thing, you know, just support. So, um, central location, they could go anywhere they want. You know, uh, I think Chicago is the move. They'd have to play all of their away games in the first half of the season. <laughs> um, but it, uh, well, I think that's the move right there. Yeah. I mean, uh, it depends. I think if the MLR likes starting in late March, if this, if this new season in 2021, kind of becomes a, a, a little test to see if they like to move that season a little bit later. It could actually be very fruitful for teams like Rooney and, you know, Toronto. And, and if there's a Chicago team, Chicago, because, you know, I think once you start getting in April, you can reasonably play, um, you know, in the, in those climates. And quite frankly, one of the, the, uh, the um, SeaKeek stadium is actually heated. The, the, wow. the, the, uh, the pitch is actually heated. That's where the fire plate. So it's actually probably a little bit warmer uh, on the field for players in March or April. Um, you know, that's so, awesome. And yeah. uh, that, that, that's incredible. And I completely agree with you. I, I like the season starting in March. That just gives us more warm weather. Um, you know, that, that lets you prepare uh, in, in the cold. And then, you know, once it's time to play, you, you don't really have to worry about the conditions too much, which is just one less thing to worry about. I think it'd actually be pretty cool to have one home game when it's like freezing cold in Chicago, <laughs> just so like, you know, they could be like, yeah, like we're used to this, you know, let's get you guys from like a, you know, hot climate coming here. San like, Diego. That's who I want in Chicago. Yeah, San yeah. Diego. Let's see Joe you Peterson freeze his ass off. Let's see you try and exit the ball with yeah. 40 mile per hour winds going against you in the freezing cold. I think you could get some sneaky dubs that way. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good call, man. That's a good call. Yeah. <laughs> to work on that. If we have a team here in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, the next question, I know, yeah, I know you're a big gym rat, right? I mean, the big guys talked about uh, you just being a dude that loves to get in the gym, and from uh, what our intel tells us, you, you even like invested in a squat rack uh, when you you convinced your dad to buy you one. So I know you're going to like this question. Um, run, pass, or kick? What's the best part of being a pro player? The grind or game day? Ooh, I mean. Just, you know, full disclosure, yeah, the squat rack's pretty cool. I got it like a few years ago. I, I was like, yo, I knew this would come in handy. 
quarantine happened, I, I couldn't be more thankful for it. I got it for like four or 500 bucks at Dick's. It was like the best thing I've ever gotten in my life. Um, the grind, the grind makes everything worth it at the end of the day. Like it's yeah. really not like the destination it's the journey. Like you hear that all the time, but there's just like a different type of energy on game day. There's a different type of mentality. There's a different, there's just like an, an aura an energy in the air that you can't replicate with anything in this world. Like you can't replicate that feeling no matter what you do. So like I would have to choose game day. Um, you just, yeah, I already said it, but you just, you can't remake that feeling you get right before a game when you and your boys, you know, you're about to go out to war. Yeah. Amen to that. I hear you. And we're, uh, we're, we're, we're coming up to the last couple of questions here. And, um, so I think I'm going to jump ahead one question, Rob, uh, the hammer, just because it, it, it has to do with, with the question you just asked. So run, pass or kick. Um, what's your favorite part of a gym day that you most enjoy weights, plyos or cardio? Yeah. I mean, you need cardio. Like if you're not in shape, can't play rugby. Plyos speed is super important. It's probably one of the most important things in rugby, but you asked me what I enjoy, not what I can use the most. So I definitely, uh, in, enjoy the weight, the weight room, the lifting weights, lifting some, you know, I, I, I like low rep, high weight. I like really getting amped up and just pushing yourself to the limit for that one to three rep set. Like that's what gets me going. That's what I try to, I try to beat my last set from the week before every single week. Um, so that's my answer right there. Right on. And, and to some degrees of forward, you have to be a bit of a gym rat, right? I mean, you have to be willing to put in that work so that you're ready to go on game day and, and push people around, push people off rocks, pushing the, pushing the scrum. So I a hundred percent agree. Um, nothing better than to get a good weight set in. Right. All right. Oh, you know, and, and the last two questions here we're going to end, we're really going to talk about the future of rugby. And so for this first one, um, Recently, the MLR announced an incentive-based initiative, and we talked about it in the rugby rant um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, an incentive-based initiative to grow the game at multiple levels, youth, high school, and academy. Run, pass, or kick to you, Rob. Which one of those, youth, high school, or academy, is the most important to implement first for any one of the MLR clubs? Yeah. I mean, I think I think this answer is going to be like an unpopular opinion, but uh... – you know, I love the kids. You got you got to love the kids. And and growing the game there, when you get a group of young people to really love and really buy into something, that's how you grow the sport itself for the future. So growing the sport of rugby, you know, yeah, obviously, you know, young kids, you get the high school kids to buy into it. But, you know, in terms of MLR, the academy sides is where the best growth will come. You know, if you can get players – from an academy side team that runs the same exact system, does the same exact conditioning and workouts and all of that. So that, you know, when you have the million injuries that you have in a 16 game season, you can just pick up one just like that. That's how we're going to get the MLR to excel more. You know, when, when, you know, you get a guy who gets into the academy and, you know, they work their way up to a contract. Um, I think investing in the academies is how you're going to get the best MLR players. And ultimately, if the games are better, if the content is better, you're going to get more viewers. You're going to get more revenue. The sport's going to grow because it's based off of revenue just like that. 
And that that's the answer right there. We just we we need to keep investing in these academies so that you can get interchangeable players and develop them as soon as they show up. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think just uh, you know it's going to be a few weeks ago when this actually airs. But um, Utah, if I'm not mistaken, just unveiled plans uh, for their stadium that's going to include aspects for the academy so they can continue to grow and develop players just in the way that you talked about. Yeah, that's awesome. Lovely stuff they're doing there. And, you know, yeah. even – I mean, New York is great too. Like, we have three competitive teams. We have Nyack, Old Blue, and then White Plains recently getting promoted to D1. They're they're not a team to mess with. ATL, they have 404, which is basically right. half of the, the rugby ATL team playing for months before the season. So it, it's showing that, you know, the better the academy team, the better the MLR team is going to be. So I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a that's a great that's a great quote there. They should put you on the uh, MLR.com with that one. Um, so we're 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 coming up. I got the last question. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I got the last question. Maybe maybe the most important question. Rugby World Cup 2023. Who's your odds-on favorite to win? One run, pass, or kick? That's a tough one. I mean. You look at New Zealand and you look at their like win percentage, like they're always the favorites, but I feel like in the World Cup they don't fare that well. I feel like in the World Cup they're always like upset by someone um or something along those lines. And then if I'm not mistaken, it's in France, right? Yes. Right. So Yes. Um I want to say like South Africa just cuz they're so dominant every time they step on the field, but there's something, you know, you saw how Japan played in 2019 that was a completely different team when they were playing in japan in front of their fans france is a huge is a huge rugby country as well i think that home field advantage is going to boost them all the way uh to the finals i i like france in this world cup that's my pick that's my pick too i think i think it actually feeds upon your academy system quote there um france has learned that Sometimes you have to bleed these new guys early and maybe yeah. you take a hit in six nations to amp yourself up for that world cup spot. And that's what they've been doing. Um, so hey, that, that was a great a wild, answer. Just a wild card here as well. Uh, you see the MLR developing as it is. Um, we, we, we see like continuations happening, you know, each team is getting better and better. Um, I, I have to, I have to, I have to pick the U.S. Uh, to make you know the elimination rounds as well. I think we're wow. going to have a huge, huge improvement come this next World Cup as well. Uh, I think this MLR system is really going to show like this is what we needed, and uh, I think we're going to do a lot better in 2023 as well. Yeah, and I, I think the, the yeah, and I think the news that the ARCs are now dead for a qualifier. The, the way now you're actually going to have to kind of, you know, that iron sharpens iron where you're, you're going to have to play Canada to figure out who's the North American one or two. Then you're going to have to play the South Americans in that tiered bracket and you have to win against the top tier South American teams just to get in. So I think you're going to bleed yourself early, kind of like we were talking about with France, to really see what your medal is going into the World Rugby World Cup. And I think definitely we, we, we are going to have a better showing than 2019. Um, Rob, thank you so much for being on the show. This was a great interview. We had a lot of laughs. Um, do you have, I'm going to give you the next couple minutes to just give people shout outs and, and talk a little bit. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, 
No, yeah, I mean, I wasn't really expecting a shout out, but yeah, you know, shout out to my parents, love them, my biggest supporters. Uh, shout out to all all the Rooney players, the ex Penn State, ex Xavier players. Uh, say hi hi to my hi to my girlfriend as well. Give her a shout out as well. Um, but no, yeah, it, it's been it's been really it's been really great, guys. I mean, S- Scott and Rob, like every time I sit down and talk to you guys, it just the conversation flows, and I feel like I I kind of get too into it sometimes. I get too amped up, but uh, it's been absolutely great. Thanks for having me, and I, I look forward to speaking with you guys in the future. Well, thanks for doing a repeat uh, and joining us again to make up for our mistakes, uh, because <laughs> it's it's sure been a pleasure to to ha- sit down and have a chat with you. Absolutely. It might have been better the second time. Who knows? I think so. <laughs> definitely definitely better the second time because we remembered to record it. Uh, thank you, fans. <laughs> this has been a special edition Lost Tapes episode of the Run, Pass, or Kick. Uh, I'm the big guy, Scott Ferrara, with Rob the Hammer, Hammerschmidt. Thank you all, and we will see you next week. Cheers. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.